0: Greetings, welcome to The Point Being, Ipsos' public polling podcast. It's been a few minutes since we've been with you, but it's great to be back after our long hiatus. We've had a lot that's happened, but we wanted to get back into the practice of joining you to talk through all of our public opinion data each week so that you have yet another way to stay on top of this crazy chaotic world. I am joined like I was last year by my wonderful colleagues, Mallory Newell, Sarah Feldman, Catherine Morris, Welcome, ladies. Great to be with you again on the podcast. Uh, And as we get into the data, we'll probably take a little bit of time today to talk about the number one issue of the week, which is Trump's second impeachment trial. But we will start diving into the data more fully in future podcasts. So as we work through adjusting the format of this and sort of getting our muscle memory back for doing our podcasting, please bear with us uh, as we get started.
1: So to kick things off, uh, like Chris said, we're going to dive right into the latest and greatest on everyone's mind, Trump's second impeachment. Um, Mallory, what, what's the latest on the impeachment front? Um, what are the polls telling us?
2: Thanks, Sarah. Um, that's, you know, that's a great question. We're a couple of days into the trial now. Um, We've actually conducted, after the first day, we conducted a snap poll on the impeachment um, with Reuters. And basically what we're seeing is um, just under half, right around um, half of Americans believe that the Senate should vote to convict Trump for inciting an insurrection. We've got um, more Americans saying that Trump should be convicted than not, uh, which is sort of what we saw the, the first time around, because, you know, this is take two on this impeachment trial. Um, and ultimately, I think what it boils down to is the the responses to whether or not Trump should be convicted here fall along typical partisan lines. You have a vast majority of Democrats Um, In favor of impeachment, rank and file Republicans remain staunchly opposed. And I think, honestly, the big question here is whether there are some people in the middle um, that can be moved to support impeachment. Honestly, at this point, public opinion is so crystallized based on partisanship that It it comes down to those that do not necessarily fall into the Democratic or Republican camp here and whether or not they can be moved. Um, Honestly, we say this about every issue. So just in, in the name of recognizing this hiatus that we took, I think the theme of the data today and talking about the impeachment, honestly, is the more things change, the more they stay the same.
1: And so, um, given all these issues, Chris, where do you see um, the impeachment taking the Republican Party, and especially around support for Trump? Obviously, he's a pivotal figure, but um, do you see this impacting his political prospects in any way?
0: So this is actually- I think this is the big question and the one that really is sort of separating the Trump wing of the Republican Party from some of the more traditional Republicans. Um the republican party by and large is still very much devoted to trump we have multiple polls that show uh the majority of republicans sort of identify as as trump supporters probably about two-thirds of people who identify as republicans uh are sort of trump supporters first and foremost uh and Other Republican figures just do not have his sway in the party. So Mitch McConnell, a Senate minority leader, Mitt Romney, the former Republican presidential candidate, just do not have his popularity or sway within the party. The problem is that the Republican Party is losing people exiting out of the party. There's been a number of stories talking about people changing their registration from Republican to independent or even Republican to Democrat, uh, across the country. There's a New York Times story about it earlier this week. Um, and we're even seeing that in some of our public opinion data of people who a year ago identified as Republican, now identifying as independent. So there is sort of this idea that people are sort of leaving the party, as a, uh, presumably as a consequence of of Trump, and particularly as a consequence of the events at the Capitol. So there's this sort of thing of, is the Republican Party going to be left as this smaller uber loyal to Trump party that isn't maybe able to win national elections. And I think that's sort of the challenge is McConnell sort of sees that as potentially what's happening. And the data suggests that that may be happening, but inside the Republican party, the center of gravity is still very much towards Trump. So there's sort of a bit of a rock and a hard place happening here, uh, leaving them a very questionable path forward. And I think that's one of the, the real things we we're watching, sort of play out during the trial, and then you know, even after the trial, is what does the Republican Party end up looking like? Is it the Trump Party? Is it something else? I don't think we know, but I think that is going to really drive politics for the next, you know, couple of years at minimum.
2: Not only drive politics, Chris, but drive uh, media consumption. Just as a quick aside, right? You see um, ratings for Fox News going down after the election. Kate and Sarah, I know you've written pieces about this. So it's also something that like the the media world, I think, is trying to grapple with. But yep, definitely. I digress. <laughs> Well, actually, in that vein,
1: um, you know, this impeachment is quite different than the one we had last year. Um, And one of the chief differences is that the impeachment managers are organizing it um, so that it's kind of a made-for-media event, right? We're seeing all of these very evocative videos that are coming out and circulating um, during the impeachment. Uh, Compare that to the Mueller report, where very few people, very few Americans, I think, actually sat down and read it. um, do we think that this will actually change some senators' minds? Will it change the minds of some portions of the public? Chris, what do you, what do you think about that?
0: I mean I think what Mallory was saying at the top about the country continuing to be very divided is true but there is a block of people who are somewhat malleable and they do tend to be people who are not as invested in politics who who don't follow news quite as regularly so I think this sort of you know more multimedia approach more sort of visceral approach Um, is, I think, a little bit geared towards reaching that audience, right? And what we're seeing right now is about 50% of the country – wants to convict Trump. About 40 percent of the country wants to acquit Trump and about 10 percent doesn't know. But the difference between a 50-40 split and a 60-40 split is pretty considerable. And that is, uh, I think, what we're seeing the House impeachment managers playing towards. And I think the senators, the Republican senators, you know, they're, they, they know what's happening in their districts. They know what's happening in their constituencies. And If we were to see this really start to move public opinion, right, where there's a 60-40 split or hell, maybe even a 65-35 split uh, in favor of impeachment, you might see some of those Republican senators start to waver in their position. But, you know, until we start to see much more of a groundswell in public opinion, it's hard to see these Republican electeds who, you know, very much are looking after their own self-interest and their own ability to win in a Republican primary, most of whom are in pretty safe Republican States, uh, aren't going to go against the president who remains the most popular figure in their party.
1: Another key point in all of this is kind of the dual perceptions of reality. Um, that our our country is grappling with at the moment. Um, Mallory, I was wondering if you could explain some of the belief systems that brought us to this point of the impeachment and before the insurrection.
2: Yeah, of course. and And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's important to sort of place the impeachment and the current point in time in the broader context of sort of where the american public is and has been right like we we often talk about whether trump himself like the rise of trump was was a a symptom or was the like symptom of a greater issue at hand or was actually the cause of some of these things and um i say all of this to point out that like the willingness of americans to accept certain facts and the just really entrenched tribalism and partisanship that we've seen in this country you know has really been at the forefront of of all of our polling in the past couple of years regardless of what issue we're talking about so today it's impeachment you know before that it was the election before that it was it was impeachment number one I kid um, but I think there's um, there's one thing that we did one poll that we did a few weeks ago that really highlights this well um, we did a poll with NPR to kind of dive into misinformation and the spread of and belief in conspiracy theories um, something that you know, personally fascinated Chris and I. And um, obviously um, in this election, we saw a couple of members of Congress get elected that were known for their outspoken viewpoints about QAnon. Um, And so we partnered with our friends at NPR to be like, okay, what do people really believe and how concerned are they about the spread of, of misinformation? And it's interesting. So first, people are, are very concerned about the spread of misinformation on social media. They are questioning the information they receive and the validity of it. That being said, when you give Americans sort of a, a knowledge test, a, a list of conspiracies, both current and, and older, um, and, you know, in a true false way, it, people don't do that great about identifying um, some false information. Um, I think the the clearest example for me is the fact that about four in 10 Americans, two in five, 40 percent, believe that there is a deep state working to undermine President Trump. You know, these questions were asked when he was still president and just the, the willingness to, to accept that, that which is a, a core tenet of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Um, and ultimately, your beliefs in some of these conspiracy theories, what we found really break down, there are even some partisan differences here. What Democrats and what Republicans are willing to accept as fact has evolved to a place that is just fundamentally different. Uh, And so just to kind of bring it all back, when we're now in this place of, you know, looking at the January 6th events in the Capitol and President Trump's responsibility in all of that, we have to remember that we are starting from a position where Americans cannot even agree on the basic premise of fact versus fiction and what happened, not only on that day, but you know, in general, everything from was President Obama born in this country to is there a deep state working against the president?
0: Right. To even like did people land on the moon in the 60s and 70s, Um, Americans land on the moon. Um, And I think the thing, another thing that's important to take away from the study isn't necessarily that Democrats get a better score than Republicans, but just how much – how correlated political beliefs and willingness to believe conspiracy theories is connected, which to my eye really suggests a more of a, a, a connection of people are willing to believe stuff that serves to validate their views of the world, even if it's outlandish or crazy. Um, and and that, that's, I think, a little bit scary, but it's something that has been made easier to do in our sort of contemporary, you know, o- information overlord, uh, overload landscape where it's so easy to find validation for anything you want to believe, right? And the idea of confronting a hard truth is essentially just gone by the wayside. You know, there's just easy untruths for everything.
2: That's right. So really, it's, it's not just that the country is divided around impeachment. It's not just that the country is divided on Trump. It, it's that this country is divided on the truths that you are willing to accept and um the way that you can sort of seek out a narrative um to to fit your your belief system
1: well that sounds like a sobering but perhaps appropriate note to end on um Yeah, that's a lot for today. Hmm. (laughs) First podcast back, we cover insurrection, the, you know, diminishing of our shared reality and Trump's second impeachment. Um, Definitely a lot to take in. Well, um, Happy
0: 2021.
1: (laughs) New new year off to a great start. Um, Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, I think that's it for today and we'll please visit us next time on the point being pod ta- podcast for the latest discussion on our polls. Um, you can follow all our data and releases on the Ipsos news and polls website. And you can find all of this on Twitter as well at, at, at Ipsos us. Um, I'll let you all sign off with your Twitter handles too. I'm offline. So you cannot find me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I'm uh, Chris Jackson, uh, JCB Jackson on Twitter.
2: I am at Mallory Kate and that's Kate with a C. Good to be back with you all. Happy to be here.